O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your most sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Chuck and Joanne, how are you guys doing? Well, we are surviving, as you know, Father, two back operations. <laughs> so be, be, besides the uh, virus, um, fortunately we have not um, had to deal with the virus, but we've had to deal with, since October, these back operations. Mm-hmm. But it's a great time, particularly with Lent coming up, it's really a great time to offer this up. And for a lot of us who maybe have been quarantined for the last year, um, hopefully the Sacred Heart will continue to warm their hearts and bring them closer to the love of Jesus. And, you know, I'm just excited about this program because it can really offer some hope and some help to people because we really do have the hope and help, which is the Sacred Heart of Jesus and all those graces. And I know firsthand it's one thing to talk about it, it's another thing to have experienced it. And I am just more excited and enthusiastic and committed than ever before, having been pretty much in this house for a year, mm. knowing that our Lord makes good on his promises. And today we're going to be going a little deeper into what they are But I just invite people to stay tuned, especially if you're going through a difficult time, because uh, Jesus is there for you. So true. Well, I know, Father, as um, we begin this, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, people that are just listening and whether they've been thrown or they have not been thrown. But I picked up this quote, and it's really inspired me, and hopefully it inspires some of our listeners, why we do this, as Joanne said. The Holy Spirit prompts and guides the Church to turn back to the Sacred Heart, not only in our home and hearts, but in our schools, parishes, and places of work. The Lord's Sacred Heart desires to be any place and every place that we go, for we know that the Lord doesn't want us to just worship him on Sunday morning, but rather he calls us to cultivate a relationship with him where he is, our King, Savior, and friend. And I know, Father, you've talked about if you desire a home in his heart, bring his heart into your home. I love that saying. But it's also saying bring it into your workplace, bring Mm. it into wherever you are. Don't just leave them in church and don't just leave them at home, but do the home first but carry that out into the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, um, the heart of Jesus, the sacred heart of Jesus, you know, some of us have that experience of the reality of his heart, uh, either because we inherited it from our parents or grandparents or our family tradition, uh, or we've experienced it through the uh, the radio program here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, or maybe one of the Sacred Heart Congresses, or the men's and women's conferences. I mean, the the heart of Jesus is definitely making a comeback, and that's the purpose of our First Friday show here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, is to basically, you know, bring the Sacred Heart of Jesus to the forefront of this hour of our lives or our time spent with each other. And 
while you guys have highlighted, you know, there's a lot of people who have been uh, separated or set apart yeah. from others. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean we have to be separated or set apart from our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, and one of the things is we have an incredible accessibility uh, to obtaining the heart of Jesus, even through the simple form of having an image of him. You know, and we've got uh, a variety of resources that are easily obtained now, um, either online or through the mail, um, the internet, you know. And um, so what we are speaking of is the person of Jesus and his most sacred heart. And it's a reality that doesn't expire. It's a reality that can't be deleted. Um, unfortunately, it can be ignored and or forgotten. And so like our part of the purpose of why we are here is to make sure that the Lord's heart is not forgotten so that we can be reminded that we are loved and that we will not allow the Lord's heart to be deleted or wiped away by the culture. But, you know, we make him the forefront of our minds and, and of our and own for hearts. for those who have enthroned and who have put that picture in a place, you know, you have suggested, and I think it's a good one, move it to another place. Yes. Yeah. Don't just get used to, I you know, know, sometimes we stop looking at yep. uh, an item that's been sitting there. And one thing I've started doing, and I, it's really been meaningful to me, is in the morning and I, when I pass our, we have several, but when I pass our favorite picture of the Sacred Heart, I actually put my finger on the heart, mm. on the picture. And by doing that, asking our Lord to transform my heart, but it's a connection. It's another way of the, you know, the gift of touch, and um, it's just another little tip that has uh, has had meaning for me and grace. Absolutely. Well, I think also for those that are listening, maybe the first time or want additional information, you can go to welcomeisheart.com or call Saint Gabriel Radio, or I'll give you a number for the Sacred Heart. A number where a missionary will get back to you, 614-468-3959. And so this is all tools for you to learn a little bit more. And as Father said, our mission is to promote the enthronement to the Sacred Heart of Jesus throughout the diocese and beyond. And one thing I like, Father, is, as you say, we're gaining this tools uh, each additional tools to help people. And one new tool that we have now is the monthly newsletter, Keep the Flame Burning. And it started in November 2019, Father, with you being part of it. You still are. But we are up to 4,700 wow. subscribers. And I think for people, I know for myself, this is my monthly reset. I hate to say it. But by the end of the month, I might have maybe forgotten about our sacred heart, forgotten about some things I need to really be focused on, my prayer life or scripture or the gifts of the sacred heart. And so all of a sudden it appears uh, on my email, the monthly newsletter, and it's a great way, as our Lord said, he doesn't want just to expose his heart, he wants you to honor and this is a real tool to honor. I love your reflections, too, Father. They're <laughs> really helpful. And the, the monthly reflection from you, Father, and also the video, but yep. also for people, this is not just a one-pager. This has feast days that you can reflect on 
coming up, like in the month of February, and some quotations and information regarding those. Uh, this month, they featured the five essential prayers to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I know, Father, you opened with a wonderful prayer. That's one of those. And another article featuring the second promise of the Sacred Heart, because this year we're focusing on each month. We're focusing on a prayer of uh, one of the promises. And so the second month we have the second promise, which we'll get into a little bit. Then we have testimonies and a video. But it's a great way for people to reconnect. It's jam-packed. And you know what I've done? This is a suggestion, practical. Friends of mine who are not on the newsletter list, I've gone ahead and signed them up. And then I've told them, I've signed you up for something really special that's going to be coming your way. Now, if you don't like it, you can unsubscribe. But I'm saving you the effort. And I've done this to three good friends, actually, in other cities, and they love it. But I'm not sure they would have done it on their own. But I think that's being, um, you know, spreading the good news. And it's so easy, too. It's not intimidating. But the other thing is, you know... um, it's not. Uh, it's open to everyone. You know, yeah. anyone can go to the website, Welcome His Heart, and sign up for it. And you'll find that when you get that email, it it's very much like the radio show. You know, it's not. Um, it's not intimidating. It's it's just life. You know, <laughs> better it's and worse. <laughs> and also, the second promise, Father. I know this month, I will establish peace in their home. Yeah. And I know right now people are struggling with that, Father. Maybe help us a little bit. Well, and especially if we consider like the times we're in, uh, many of us are spending a lot more time at home than uh-huh. we had previously been used to. And what happens? I mean, you know, tensions rise, maybe anxiety starts to kind of creep its way in. So they're in the domestic church, they're in the Christian home, they're in the household where we live. Uh, we start to realize the real tug of war that exists to maintain peace. And it's a goal to maintain peace that each one of us should have, not only within our hearts, but also within our homes. And the Lord gives his divine power to our assistance to maintain that peace. And so when we kind of turn over the kingdom that is our home, when we turn over the kingdom that is our soul and our heart, when we turn that over to the Lord, he will bring peace. But, you know, of course, it requires of us um, uh, humility and the willingness to let go of control. And, you know, whether we let go surrender. or it's taken away and surrender. Mm-hmm. And, and like one of the beautiful lines that came to my mind over the month of um, January is, you know, when we come before the heart of Jesus, we're called to lower our heads before him. Mm-hmm. But he's lifting our hearts. So mm-hmm. while we're lowering our heads to admit that he is the king, brother, and friend, at the same time, he's lifting up our hearts as mm-hmm. his beloved. You know, he, he wants us. And that's, that's really where the peace comes in. It's a, yeah. it, the peace doesn't come in when we assert our authority or demand control. The peace comes in when we give it over to the Lord. Like you said, Joanne, when we surrender yeah. to the Lord and we acknowledge him to be the king and we accept him as our brother And then we live in that friendship we are called to have with him. And if we're apart from one another or apart from our loved ones or our parishioners or our priests, it doesn't mean we have to be uh, forgotten. And it doesn't mean that we have to be at a great distance. Because if we have the Lord there in our home, ultimately he keeps us united, whether it's through participation 
uh, of the Mass, you know, uh, reading, seeing the heart of Jesus, experiencing the love he has for us. And, you know, and experiencing his love has that other dimension of realizing I have to let go. I have to surrender. And, you know, when we renew our enthronement, I think especially Chuck is the head of our home, there's almost like a sigh of relief. That surrender is uh, good news that, you know, Jesus is the king, brother, friend, savior here, and I am not. (laughs) 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 Help help has arrived and much needed, and um, it's, it's really definitely good news. So, um, but also, you know, I think I forgot to mention or didn't mention another tool to all this, and that is the book Secrets of the Sacred Heart, because we are hearing people saying, now I get it. I didn't quite understand. And it's so easy to read. It's so, you know, people-friendly and inspiring. Actually, um, we're reading it out loud because we can stop and we can share about it. But it's a wonderful tool that uh, our Lord has given us for this time and in our culture and in our world. So I, I, really, I really hope that everyone will get the book, welcomehisheart.com, and those who have received one at the Congress, which are many, that if you haven't read it, read it. And if you have read it, read it again. So I, I really need to share that gift that we have in this new book. Well, and I think that's another, that uh, book is very beautiful, uh, but it's so easily approachable. It is. And it's not dated. You know, sometimes no. you pick up a book and you're like, I really want to read this book. And you realize you're like, why does this language sound like it's 400 years old? Well, mm-hmm. because it is. You know? uh-huh. But this book, this book is not dated. It's no. very, very, uh, it's the language that we speak. It's the language that we yearn to hear and read and understand. And it's it's one of those great um one of those great tools, you know, one of those great uh, gifts that we have in this present moment that I we're all living. I just got an email yesterday from uh, someone in, you know, another state that got the book and said, I have underlined this book more than any <laughs> book I have ever read. And I thought that was the greatest compliment. Oh, definitely. Because, you yeah. know, because she really wanted to get into her mind and her heart the treasure of yeah. the promises. It's probably one of those moments where you, you finish the book, you've underlined everything you want, and then you realize it probably would have been easier if I had underlined the stuff I don't want to remember because everything else <laughs> I is... I do that. You do that too? <laughs> oh, my library just looks like one big batch of graffiti. <laughs> but I think... well, there's, more, uh, there's more opportunity, and Joanne will share a little bit about the women's morning of prayer and reflection. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, another opportunity, and this one is just do not miss it, because as we know, there is not a women's conference per se this year, but this is happening uh, on the date that it would have occurred, and it will occur next year. So, you know, mark your calendars for a year from now, but meanwhile, for this year, on Saturday, February 20th, from 9.30 to 12.30, Coming from St. Paul the Apostle Parish in Westerville, there will be a morning of prayer and adoration and reflection and speakers, and it's just going to be great. 
And it's on the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And the speakers will be Stephanie Rapp, who's the Director of Marriage and Family Life, who's awesome. Emily Giamanette, the author of Secrets of the Sacred Heart. And also the Sister from the Daughters of Holy Mary of the Heart of Jesus. There'll be Mass, there'll be Speakers, Adoration, and you need to register, of course, if you're coming because of COVID, but there's going to be plenty of room, overflow in the, uh, what is this, in the gym? In the Clinger Center. Center. And then also, if you're not coming, you can, you don't really need to register, but is that helpful to register? No, you don't have to register. Okay, you can go online. Yeah, it'll be streaming live, and you can just go to uh, the St. Paul website, and that will bring you right into the streaming live of the uh, event. 9.30 to 12.30. Yep. And the other event coming up is a week later. Uh, the men are going to host their 24th annual uh, Catholic Men's Conference, um, and every year we've had the opportunity to be there present uh, with the Sacred Heart uh, kits and everything, but this year it's going to be virtual, and it's going to be held both ways, virtual and in parishes. So there is a number of parishes that will be hosting this on a virtual screen, uh, bringing men together, um, and I know a number of them uh, are open. If your parish is not, you can go to another parish, or if you're in a situation that you cannot go, you can always stream live this. This year they'll be gathering, as I mentioned, in various parishes throughout the diocese. And um, the other great news is of the speakers, Devin Schott, who's fathers of the St. Joseph, Chris Safonic, who everybody knows was a real hit, one of our conferences a couple years ago, Father Donald Calloway was at the Women's Conference last year, and Bishop Robert Brennan. This is as good as it gets. And so go to CatholicMensMinistry.org, and it's going to be, as I mentioned, on February 27th. It's going to be from 9 to 12, and you can register. And if you're registered by this coming February 8th, you'll receive a free booklet of the path. And quite frankly, it's only $10, and you're going to get so much out of it, you're going to get more than $10 of supplies and ways that you can connect and grow in your faith. So go to CatholicMensMinistry.com, sign up for the men's conference, and attend at a parish, or you can do it at home. And for the Women's Day of Reflection, this is not a full-fledged conference like the men's really is, but that is free. So I just want to make sure you understand there is no charge for that one. Okay. Well, Father, with that going on, uh, did you know that February is considered the month of the light? And I thought when you read that, when I read that in the newsletter, I said, February light? (laughs) Probably because of the absence of it. (laughs) 
I know. I know. You're going to have to help me. <laughs> well, that's one of those things. I was going through like old uh, prayer books and whatnot, and it had like a, a different uh, allocation or dedication for each month. And when I came across, you know, February is the month for light, I thought, oh, no, this has got to be a misprint. This has got to be a terrible, <laughs> tragic misprint. But then as you read the understanding of why February was called the month of light, it's not necessarily referring to light as in sunshine mm-hmm. uh, from the star that illuminates the planet, but it, it's referring to the light that we celebrate on the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. And if you just, mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about that, uh, it's like, okay, so if we emotionally and mentally and sometimes even spiritually, you know, by the time we hit February, uh, it's kind of like we're just in this like this rut, this darkness, you know, mm. and, you know, we go into winter, especially those of us who live in the Northern hemisphere and, um, you know, you hit, it's okay. We're going to winter Christmas time. Well, Christmas is beautiful and we decorate the house. We've got all the decorations. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus, our Lord and savior. Then you hit new years and then you go into January and you're kind of like, you're still on this adrenaline rush and maybe even mm-hmm. exhaustion hits in from running through the, the holy days. And then all of a sudden February hits and you're like, mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some people mm-hmm. some people are like okay st valentine's day we've got that um but you know kind of like maybe like the clouds the gray clouds you know meanwhile we're out painting our walls gray <laughs> <laughs> that's See, the popular you color. really embrace the darkness of the season you know <laughs> so, what are you doing <laughs> but one of the things you the three of us have discussed on air and in person is well, you got two options, right? I mean, you can either yeah. curse the darkness or you can dwell on the light. And when we think of just where we can be in the month of February, especially not just physically and in the weather, but also spiritually in the inside, like the weather of the soul. But we have that powerful, that beautiful feast that begins the month on February 2nd, it's not, you know, popularly called Candle Mass, because that's usually when we bless the mm-hmm. candles. But that in and of itself, you think of the candles and the light, the flame, the fire, but that's traced back to the temple experience of, you know, Mary and Joseph bringing the Christ child into the temple. And if we could just, you know, think about that for a moment, that helps us to appreciate why February really does become the month of light. I mean, remember, the divine presence was removed from the temple in Jerusalem when the Ark of the Covenant was pillaged, when it was mm. stolen. And when the people come back to Jerusalem after being exiled and enslaved, they come back, they you know rebuild the temple, they mm. enter into prayer, but notice the Ark is gone. The Ark mm. of the Covenant is gone. And with the absence of the Ark, there becomes the absence of the divine Shekinah, the presence that dwelled above the Ark, Prayers are still offered. The sacrifices are still made. Baby boys are still presented. But you have two people individually, you know, Simeon and Anna. We hear about them in the infancy narratives of the Gospel of Luke. And this is one of the reasons why, you know, if you just get in a spiritual rut or you've got like some kind of spiritual, uh, you know, funk going on, well, open up the Gospels. Those are the words of everlasting life and enter into the Gospel of Luke. Read the first couple of chapters, the infancy narratives, and you'll hear about how Two individuals, apart from one another, Simeon and Anna, they are prompted by the Holy Spirit in a very prophetic way to realize the presence of the Lord, the light of the Lord, the life of the Lord is going to be returning to the temple. So they kind of like within their hearts, they start to stir. I mean, we think of the darkness that we're in because of the month of February or in Northern Hemisphere and all this other stuff, or even social unrest, the pandemic and all that. But think about, you know, the darkness of the heart, of the soul, when you know the presence of the Lord is nowhere near you. 
And then all of a sudden you get this prompting from the Holy Spirit that, no, the presence of the Lord, he's coming. It's going to be returning to the temple. Simeon starts remaining attentive. It says Anna never left the temple day nor night. You know, she was always vigilant. And when we think of that, 40 days after the birth, Our Lady you know, had finished the rituals of the period of purification after having given birth. So she's able to go back to the temple for public prayer. And because Jesus is the firstborn male and he opens the womb, so to speak, so, so as to be obedient to the Mosaic Covenant and the law, he has to be presented to the Most High, consecrated. So they bring the baby Jesus to the temple. And when he is brought into the temple in the arms of his mother, a light Life itself, the divine presence, returns to the temple. I mean, think of the excitement of Simeon when he looks at the face of the baby Jesus and realizes the presence of the Lord is back among the people. And, and Father, aren't we supposed to be the ones to continue to carry that light? Well, absolutely. And that's the thing with the sacred heart of Jesus. I mean, the baby Jesus, he is the sacred heart, you know? And so when he is brought into the temple, when you receive that package, when you receive that heart of Jesus and you bring the heart of Jesus into your home, you're bringing divine light. You're bringing divine life itself, divine presence into your home. And it's not that the Lord wasn't there before. He was. But what you're doing is you're bringing in an acknowledgement to the Lord. You're saying, you dwell here with us and You are no longer, like, you are present, you're not absent, but our attention is going to be given over to you. And that's so incredibly important, especially when on the outside of us, you know, there's so many things that can pull our attention away or lead us into this kind of darkness, but we're going to dwell on the light. And that's so easy right now. Totally. Absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, I've been really meditating on that, you know, and I think... The darkness can be self-pity, old hurts, oh, yeah. a negative oh, yeah. attitude. So to overcome that, how do we bring the light by bringing Jesus? And what does Jesus kind of lead us to? And I know for myself, it's not to dwell on the negative, mm-hmm. even in the news and yeah. and just even negative emails. Not that you're not that you're not aware. But you're not letting it feed on you. Right. You're yeah. not letting it grip you and bring you down. And so to counter that, I, you know, as you say, the scriptures, spiritual reading, and even I'm reading a book on the Mayflower, and, you know, the real book, and, and not how we're sometimes rewriting history with an agenda, but you realize other people, what they have gone through. Right, yeah. What they have, and to keep the faith and to want to, you know, worship God. It's like, what am I doing? What am I doing feeling like I have a pity party in my own kitchen? You know, it's like, get, get a grip, Joanne, and see the light. Focus on God. And all things work to the good, even this moment, especially yep. this moment. It's it's very renewing, but I think shaking, shaking off some of that darkness, and of course the sacraments. You know, when we can go to reconciliation, receive the Eucharist, even you know virtually the Mass, we really need to use those tools, and especially the Sacred Heart of Jesus. 
No, it's very true. And I think, you know, the darkness is not just on the outside. The darkness can creep its way in. So Mm -hmm. it's like, are you going to give attention to that? Or are you going to let reality renew your attention to the Lord so that you know how to pray? You know, and you know, the desperation that can easily rise. So we take that to the Lord rather than giving it to the news. Yep. Well, I think for me, this is a new insight on February and why we need to be the light, particularly in this month, uh, because we need to be. And also, Father, I know in uh, session two coming up after our break, we're going to be getting into Lent. Oh, oh, yeah. I know. Speaking of light, <laughs> we need light. <laughs> Looking forward to that holy season of Lent, though. We, I, This is the thing with this hour. It goes by so fast. So we're, we're going to bring to a close our first um, segment here. And we invite all of those participating in this hour to join us by uh, offering up a prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And then we'll enter into the break, followed by the next half of the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And so we begin O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you, we love you, with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you this poor heart of ours. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect us in the midst of danger, comfort us in our afflictions, give us health of body, assistance in temporal needs, your blessings on all that we do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. 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 Some claim that since Jesus never talked about homosexual activity, he must have been okay with it. Well, he never mentioned poking your neighbor in the eye. That doesn't mean he was okay with it. Jesus overturned ritual laws of the Old Testament, but when it came to moral laws, he actually raised the bar. So it's safe to say he wouldn't condone homosexual activity. So where does that leave the 1.6% of people who identify as having same-sex attraction? Are they called to a loveless life where they have to hate themselves? You know, if that were true, I couldn't blame people for thinking we're bigots. But the truth is, a person's attractions don't define who they are. And physical intimacy is not the only way to experience love. And thanks to Catholic groups like Courage, check out CourageRC.org, more and more people with same-sex attraction are finding their real identity and the love they were made for in the church. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. When I was in college, I ended up having a lot of questions about my faith, and I ended up leaving the church. After a series of personal tragedies, I really felt a need to come home to a church, and that's when I came back to the Catholic Church. I never realized before that we get, at every Mass, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Psalms, and the Gospel. I never realized before, it's all biblically based. The Catholic Church is based on the Bible. This is the church that Christ started, and we practice all the sacraments as he gave them to us, and I think that's important. I um, love getting up and going to church. I love going to Mass. I feel like I get to go to Mass, not like I have to go to Mass. The joy, I have joy in my spirit, I have a lightness in my spirit that I haven't had before. I love the Catholic Church with all my heart, and I can't imagine my life without it. My life is totally different now. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today.
Good morning, and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This show comes to you live from the studios here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And on the first Friday of the month, we have the Sacred Heart Hour from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Is that the right time? Is it? <laughs> so, <laughs> you got wow. it, Wow. I don't drink coffee. I probably should start. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Father Stosh Daly joining you live from the studio, joined by Chuck and Jane Wilson, who know what time it is, thankfully. <laughs> so. Only because Chuck tells me. <laughs> Here we are, second segment, off to a rumbling start as I fall down the hill. <laughs> so. Oh, Chuck and Joanne, here it's February, the month of light. We are just shy of uh, starting the holy season of Lent, as if the last one never ended uh, we, because of the nature of what's been going on in the world we're looking ahead to the holy season of land ash wednesday all of the opportunities but also how if we stay close to the heart of jesus we'll find a renewed meaning a powerful significance to the season of lent and it gives us an opportunity given everything that uh we are experiencing in our lives these days um to kind of rekindle restart the engine of our faith restart our devotion to the lord and of course it begins in the home right i mean the two of you uh give a beautiful example a beautiful witness as to the faith really does i mean really has to start in the home oh and sustain you mm-hmm. in the home especially during this time of, you know, I call it the plague, not the pandemic. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, it's probably more apropos, yeah. And I know, Father, um, as you're going to open us in prayer, it is a wonderful time for all of us to reset. We use that button and really think about coming up to Lent and what can Lent be this year uh, dealing with what we've been going through. Right. Now, and looking ahead, I mean, looking at today, the first Friday, this day uh, set aside, dedicated to the heart of Jesus, as we consider the passion, you know, his suffering and death on the cross, but the love he has within his heart for us. Looking ahead in the month to the, the beginning of the holy season of Lent, we enter into this um, second segment of the Sacred Heart Hour. And as we enter into these words of the Sacred Heart Prayer, let us just ask for the grace to know how best to live and love in the season of Lent that is soon to begin. We begin, uh, Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Help us carry our cross daily out of love for you, and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Holy Mass and of our Lord who comes to us in the Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day. We ask you to protect all of us as we look ahead to the season that is soon to come. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. And I know for our listeners, if you have questions and information as we go into Session 2, and we've closed out Session 1, and there might be some questions, certainly call St. Gabriel Radio, and we will get back to you or answer it right then, or call the Sacred Heart number, 614-468-3959, and a missionary will get back to you, or go to our website, welcomehisheart.com. 
and that will lead you back to what we talked about earlier, the newsletter and all the good ways that you can really make this a special month, particularly with the Lenten season coming up. And I know a couple opportunities people can start off immediately with is the Women's Morning of Prayer and the Men's Conference. Yes, the Women's Morning of Prayer will be Saturday, February 20th from 9.30 to 12.30. There is no charge. It's really a morning of prayer and some speakers and adoration. It's a great way to just enter in in a deeper way in Lent. It will be at St. Paul the Apostle Parish in Westerville. And they'll have the uh, speakers will be Stephanie Rapp, and she's the Director of Marriage and Family Life, Emily Jaminette, author of the new book, Secrets of the Sacred Heart, and also a sister from the Daughters of Holy Mary of the Heart of Jesus. Out of Steubenville. Out of Steubenville. <laughs> Our favorite place. <laughs> <laughs> so there'll be a Mass speakers and adoration, and um, please register, you need to register if you're coming at www.stpaulcatholicchurch.org so they can make sure that there's a spot for you, but there should be plenty of room, and you do not need to register if you're just going to be joining online. So you can, uh, let's see, connect through streaming live on their Facebook page and the YouTube page for the parish. And also that prayer and adoration with the Sacred Heart will be at the focus of it. And I think for the men's conference, it's the following week. It's the 27th from 9 to 12, and registration is open. Go to Catholic Men's Ministry. This year it will be both a virtual presentation um, and personal, uh, where personnel will get together in small groups and parishes. So a number of parishes you can go to, and they'll be also hosting the virtual presentation with time for small group breakout and Christian fellowship, or you can watch it from home. We ask you to register at catholicmensministry.org, and in registering it, you're going to be just blessed with the speakers of David Schott, who's head up the Fathers of St. Joseph, Chris Safonic, Father Donald Calloway, who has a new book on the consecration to the Sacred Heart of St. Joseph, and Bishop Robert Brennan. And this year, the, the conference is really going to center on St. Joseph. And I don't think there's a better model for us men today than really paralleling and using St. Joseph as our model today. And this conference will give you a lot of tools that you'll be able to bring home. And it's going to be February 27th, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. And you can go on CatholicMensMinistry.org, find out the parish you want to attend, or you can just stay home. But the best way is go to a parish, be involved with personnel, small groups with some breakouts, Christian fellowship, and it's going to be a wonderful day. Isn't there a for small men. registration fee? Yeah, there's a $10 fee, but you'll also get more than $10 in return. 
Okay, Chuck, I have a stumping question. Yes. What about women? Because I usually listen to the men's conference <laughs> on the radio. You can stream live and be able to oh, at no charge. Okay, <laughs> you're that women. It's not going to be on the radio <laughs> yeah. unless David Orsborn jumps in. <laughs> but it's going to be... <laughs> But it's going to be on streaming live. All the women can listen to it. Okay, and men are welcome to listen to the women's as well. That's right. Wow, Father. Marital bliss playing out on Catholic radio, right? (laughs) Oh, that wasn't a setup. (laughs) Both of them are during, during Lent. But help us with Lent, Father. Oh, lot, yeah, a we need people, <laughs> A lot of people have a difficult time saying, why, what is it, 46 days? It's too long. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. It, it, falls, it falls out about that, you know, but it reminds us of the opportunity to journey deeper into the mystery of God's love and also to prepare. I mean, Lent makes no sense if we don't keep in mind the goal of the resurrection. And, um, you know, here locally, uh, we're incredibly blessed because there's something being dovetailed with our experience of Lent this year. And uh, it's an initiative that's being spearheaded by Bishop Brennan. And it's kind of, I mean, it's paying attention to where we are all at in our lives, given everything going on in the world. Um, And it's like, okay, well, how do we kind of rev up the engine of the soul and return to the Lord and to become more fully alive. And so this season of Lent gives us an opportunity to not only return to the ancient practice of, you know, penance and discipline and almsgiving and prayer, but here locally in the Diocese of Columbus, we're entering into the uh, real presence, real future. And this is a way to basically, you know, rekindle uh, and spread the flame of divine love across the diocese. Uh, there'll be a variety of different uh, experiences in this initiative, but one of the most um, probably stunning in its beauty is the idea of 40 days of adoration beginning on Ash Wednesday this year, which is February 17th. Mm. Um, you know, and it, it's really beautiful. Uh, you know, Bishop Brennan calls upon the Diocese of Columbus to celebrate Jesus Christ's real presence in the Holy Eucharist in a special way this Lent, to just kind of consider uh, the manna from heaven that is our Lord Jesus who comes to us in the Blessed Sacrament, the Holy Eucharist. Now, are Eucharist. you talking about going to a church in adoration, or are you yes. talking about... Yes, there Tell are... Tell us a little more about that. Every day of Lent, there are different parishes that have uh, been designated as a kind of a station church. Now, wow. the, the idea of a station church is ancient for us Roman Catholics, because we're obviously of the Church of Rome. Yeah. And every day in this season of Lent, there's a different church that is the the primary church of celebrating the prayer and kind of making a pilgrimage to that parish church in Rome. Well, here in our diocese, we're adopting that practice to participate in this campaign of renewal and revival of the Holy Faith. And, you know, the bishop has called this campaign Real Presence and Real Future. And so every day of Lent, there will be a different parish church in the Diocese of Columbus that will have our Lord exposed for adoration, and now, that church will serve as an adoration. Well, one of the easiest ways is to go to the website for the Diocese of Columbus, but then also um, columbuscatholic.org, and okay. then 40 days. And, you know, just for an example, beginning on Ash Wednesday, February 17th, St. Joseph's Cathedral will be the station church. So our Lord will be exposed from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., 
And this is really nice because people can visit our Lord as a kind of pilgrimage. And given that adoration will be prolonged throughout each day, we don't have to worry, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, um, conflicts or, you know, any kind of issues of anxiety with regard to social distancing because the Lord will be exposed for a variety of time. On February 18th, St. Vincent de Paul in Mount Vernon, our Lord will be exposed from uh, basically 24 hours from Wednesday, 5 p.m. on Ash Wednesday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Now, how do you know all this? Because well, the Holy Spirit prompts me. There's actually a very, there's a, a nice graphic. There's a poster that's available on the diocesan website. Oh, and you'll okay. find it's in many bulletins, parish websites as well. And it's 40 days of adoration, Ash Wednesday to Palm Sunday. And uh, every date has highlighted parishes throughout the 23 counties of the diocese where our Lord will be exposed wow. in adoration. It's very beautiful. It's powerful. And you know, one of the things is we ha- we can never lose the connection or become ignorant or take for granted the connection of the heart of Jesus that is in the Holy mm. Eucharist and the Holy Eucharist who, uh, you know, comes to us through the heart of Jesus. So, you know, if we have that sacred heart of Jesus in our home, let us remember that in every Eucharistic miracle over 2,000 years, we've always come to realize that the sacred species of the Holy Eucharist on the altar, our Lord whom we receive in Holy Communion, it is the heart of Jesus. It's the heart of Jesus. And so when we have that image of the heart of Jesus in our home, mm. it's an artistic rendering of the reality that dwells among us in the Holy Eucharist. And, you know, many different parishes have will become station churches throughout Lent. And it gives us that opportunity, if we can, to kind of, uh, you know, find the graphic. You, I'm sure you'll, you'll find information on St. Gabriel Radio's website, the Diocese of Columbus website. And there's, uh, it's working its way out through emails and bulletins and parish parishes having their posters hung. Has this ever happened before? Not in our, in our diocese? diocese, no. And it's, a, it's actually quite exciting to resume or to kind of initiate the custom of having station churches in the diocese. And it allows us the opportunity to make a little pilgrimage. On oh, any I given think day, this is very exciting. You know, and it's it's really beautiful. It's and it's a graceful opportunity, but it's a perfect way to rekindle, renew, and revitalize the faith within our hearts, especially when you know the darkness is there. But we're focusing on the light, you know. And this season of Lent gives us a beautiful opportunity to really prepare for the resurrection, the celebration of the resurrection perfect in a powerful way. Perfect for the way. enthronement to Father. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chuck, and it's a beautiful way to renew you're it. You're so good at giving us the nuts and bolts of what an enthronement is. Well. Taking us through. Taking us through. We'll give it the, uh, just a uh, couple words to it. But it's very simple. All you have to do is go on to welcomehisheart.com or go to St. Gabriel Radio, or you can go on to our website, or you can go on to our phone number, uh, the Sacred Heart phone number, and you can uh, sign up and get a enthronement kit. And that's comprised of everything you need for your enthronement. And then you can follow that up, and if you need help with a missionary, um, and some missionaries are still going to homes, you can call that number, 614-468-3959, and a missionary can either help you over the phone or actually come to your home or actually bring a kit to your home if you need help that way. And once you have uh, the enthronement kit, uh, it's really choosing a time, and this is a great time to think about, well, let's look at Easter as our enthronement date and then back it up 
three or eight yeah. days before that, and you can start your preparation phase. And I love the three phases of the enthronement. The preparation phase, which is all in the manual, you'll get how to prepare uh, for your enthronement, and then the actual enthronement, and then the key to all of us that have enthroned the honoring part. And this is what Jesus said to St. Margaret Mary. Think of back in 1673 to 1675. And I just think, Father, it's also so relevant, probably maybe more relevant today than ever, to have our homes enthroned to Jesus. Don't wait till Easter. That's my only comment. You can renew it Easter, but I'd say do it now. Father? There you are. <laughs> oh, I'm not coming between the two of these. <laughs> I say pray about it. <laughs> but pray do about it. Do it as soon as you possibly can. I think Jesus will say do That's it right. now. Whenever is a good day, do it that way. But, but I think, Father, as we talk about this, this is a way to bring the light in the home. Absolutely. And really start your home and your family. Families need the sacred heart. It's not like Jesus needs you. He right. wants you. Yeah. But the families need the Sacred Heart. Because today, without the Sacred Heart, without enthroning your home, I don't know how you make it through this past year. It's so true. Well, and keep in mind, we began this program by considering, you know, the second promise, I will give peace to their families. Mm. You, I mean, the three of us have thought about this and discussed this and shared thoughts about this. I mean, we none of us have ever met anyone who has enough peace. <laughs> no. None of us have ever met the family that are like, no, we're actually really good with peace. We don't need any more. We, you know, Jesus can give that to someone else. We always need the peace that comes with the presence of the Lord. And whether that's as far as internal harmony among the people of the household, or it's just maintaining stability and faith while living in the midst of the world, we are all in need of that gift of peace. And the Lord wants to give us that peace that we so desperately need. And, you know, we can talk about it, we can analyze it, we can share about it, but there's nothing like having received it during a difficult time. And I know what... Chuck and I have been through with his operations and mm. complication health issues. I know that we have received graces that we would not have had yeah. if we had not enthroned and had not gone to the heart of Jesus yep. and and asked for his help and and, and reminded him of the promises. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Jesus, don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> And, and he does remember, and he is there. But as you also say, Father, and I think it's important to point out that when you enthrone and you want the peace in the home, which is the one we've been probably talking about the most, he, he often reveals things that need to be healed. That's true. And that as you true. say, he likes to rearrange the furniture sometimes. <laughs> that is very true, <laughs> even without our permission. <laughs> so, exactly, because yeah. it's no, much it's better in the long run, yeah. but a little messy in the process. It's very true, yeah. But you're not going to have peace. This is the peace. The rest yeah. of it is you might get a bonus from work, or you might get something else, and it brings a temporary relief, but ultimately... 
this is the peace that every family needs. And I think for all the families that have enthroned, if you're listening, you need to renew that enthronement. Yeah, the yeah. book is a great way to do that. And That's that renewal true. is very easy for your family. It's not once and done. It's you need to continue to honor. And that's what we really talked about, whether it's this radio program, whether it's the newsletter, whether it's going to a conference. Um, it's just uh, really honoring Jesus at this time. And we know the darkness does not want you to open up the candle. Mm-hmm. He wants you to keep it. Uh, keep it in the box. Yep. And you've got to bring it out. And, Father, you're right. Just choose a Sunday uh, select the image which is in your packet. Do it in a prominent place in your home. Prepare your hearts and enthrone on a Sunday uh, because we like Sunday because you're going to Mass first. You're being fed with the Eucharist, the reading of the day. But it doesn't have to be Sunday. No, but we recommend Sunday. Yeah, we do. It's the okay. Lord's Day. Yeah. But Father, if we talk about Lent, I don't know whether there's any other bigger gift that people can give and just bring Jesus into their home. Well, and but also remember, like the gift that we receive is the gift we're then able to share. Don't don't be afraid to let your family members know of the reality of the heart of Jesus. You know, we've all been kind of boxed into this idea of having to keep everything quiet because we don't want to offend or we don't want to step on toes. But we've been given we've been given this incredibly powerful and liberating truth that Jesus is Lord. And when we bring the heart of Jesus into our homes and we start to experience the effects of his liberating power, you know, we, we really have a holy duty to share with others the great gift that we've received, and that's the power of the heart, the and power you know, of the heart of Jesus. The, on the cover of Secrets of the Sacred Heart is a beautiful heart. What, a, what better Valentine gift mm-hmm. than to send mm-hmm. someone you love the book with a heart on to say, you know, I love you. I love you. And because of that, I want to introduce you to the lover, to Jesus. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, I, I've done that and not on Valentine's. It hasn't happened yet. But it's, it's surprising to get something in the mail that's not silly and it's, it's beautiful. It touches your heart. And that's exactly what we want to do. And the other thing is, I mean, we've got a lot of people listening today. Learn to love yourself. Get that yeah. book for yourself. Yep. You know, I mean, yeah, yep. we hear about it, and you know, some of us have that um, that that body language of always giving to others, and then we don't give ourselves even just a few moments to pray or to read or to nourish our own hearts and souls. So, I mean, if you find yourself and you're like, I'm looking for something to do, I'm looking for something to begin, I just need yeah. something to recharge the batteries this month or this season of Lent, get that book. Go Absolutely. to the website, you know, and Absolutely. let the Lord love you by spending That's- some time with Him in prayer and reading the beautiful insights. And you know the other thing, little secret that I do, when we pray that prayer to the Sacred Heart where it says, make me humble, oh, yeah. patient, and pure, I add... What you know, words that I personally need make me loving, forgiving, temperate, strong, healthy, joyful, and you'll you'll be surprised when you open your heart and try to put a word even on how you're feeling. Mm. That you know, it becomes even more of a personal prayer. It's true. 
And I know, Father, we also um, have Valentine's Day coming up. Oh, really? And, and you know, I think we could use, reminder. No, you know, push. okay, Valentine's <laughs> yeah. Day, which is important. Yeah, But it's I true. think it's also important to really realize it's the heart of Jesus. Yeah. Yes. When you, when you think about Valentine's Day, you need to think about his sacred heart. And therefore, your gift is more attuned to the gift of his love. And I love it, Father, when you said, receive his love, return his love, and then share his love. And it's all about those three things. And if we can just focus in on this Lent, on those three things, how can I better receive his love? How can I better return his love back to Jesus? Because that's maybe help us a little bit, Father. That's why his flames were burning. He could no longer contain himself because of what he wanted to give to each one of us back in 1673. It's true. Like when we see an image of the heart of Jesus, it, the heart is engulfed in flames, and we call it a burning furnace of charity. It's a fire that consumes but does not destroy. That's the love Jesus has for us. His love consumes us, but it doesn't obliterate us or destroy us. And we all need his love. We need that fire. We need that warmth, uh, that reality. And that's the, the beauty, the power of the symbolism, the imagery of the heart of Jesus, is that it's a visual reminder. And when we understand something like, well, why is there a fire there? You know, Well, that symbolizes his love that consumes but does not destroy. And that love is a love he has for us, for you. And, and you know, in uh, my uh, days of school, where we memorized the catechism, we had to memorize the definition of love. And the definition I memorized was love is active concern for the life and growth of the person who is loved. There's no better way to have active concern is to introduce them to the heart of Jesus. You know, Father, maybe this is good for the listeners. The other question they have, why is the heart outside the body? He keeps nothing uh, hidden from us. Images of the sacred yeah. heart. Yeah, it's a powerful reminder that the Lord keeps nothing hidden from us. He gives Himself totally, wow. make, avails Himself to us. You know, that's the thing about this hour; it goes by so fast. Oh, and all, I'm glad when you're having fun. We only got halfway through our uh, our script. Wait well, till wait till March. Yeah, to continue. Well, I'm about to get fired by the station manager here. So. <laughs> We will bring to a close our time spent with all of you in this Sacred Heart Hour here on the first Friday of this month of February here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And we close by just returning ourselves, our minds, our thoughts, and our hearts to the heart of Jesus. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of ourselves to your divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. May thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless all our undertakings and share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve you without faltering. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820 on WVSG Columbus and FM 88.3 WSGR New Boston, Portsmouth.